Welcome to the Speaking of Tangents podcast, a podcast for your ears. This week and next week, we're recording a little earlier than usual due to travel schedules and other things. So we've decided to catch up on a couple quizzes we've had in the queue. We'll do one this week and one next week. But of course, as you know by now, we cannot ever stick to a single topic ever for anything. So at least for this week's quiz, we follow tangents all over the place throughout. And I'm going to go ahead and say that probably will hold for next week, even though we haven't recorded. So get ready to yell answers at your podcast listening device of choice as we ramble our way through 10 music-related questions this week. Good morning. You're on the air with Radio. This is a song with words about a quiz that I'm singing. That should end what this segment is. Okay, I'll tell you, it's a quiz. What do we know? Uh, well, yes, we do have a quiz. And uh, we're recording this earlier in the week than we normally do for, for scheduling purposes. Uh, one of us isn't going to be available later in the week to do a regular episode. So we thought instead of completely skipping this week, we'd do a quiz. Works for me. Oh. I'm drinking coffee. Sorry. Okay. So we won't do feedback or anything, though we've gotten um, some great feedback this week. So thanks to everyone for that. Um, Just not great enough to make the show, apparently. <laughs> yeah. According and, to the interns. And, and you know, this isn't new. We've done this before when one of us has been gone. Uh, I guess we've called it a bonus episode in the past. I don't know what we want to call this one. I guess we'll wait and see what it ends up like, and whether we'll call it bonus or not. Um, but bef- Extra credit homework. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but before we get to what's the quiz. M- what's more painful than a bonus? What's more like um, obligatory yet not always actually, you know, enjoyable? Um, well, homework is good. Extra assigned work. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of homework. Yes. I read a story this week that said an analysis, like a study was done that said extra homework, giving homework to kids in elementary school provides zero benefit and often decreases their excitement and, jo- and you know, their fondness for going to school. Mm-hmm. So therefore it hurts more than it helps. Yeah, I've heard that. There's a lot, there's quite a bit of argument toward, you homework know, for is ridiculous that. for elementary school kids. I agree. Ridiculous. Yep. I agree. Um, Hall of Famer never gives homework. Look, I'm not blaming this on the teachers that give the homework. I'm blaming this on the school systems that say we have to get this much stuff done in this amount of time. Yeah. And it's people who are not actually in the classroom teaching anybody. And most of them are bureaucrats or administrative people that have no sense that are doing things that are harmful to the kids. All this common core stuff. I hate all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have that in every profession. Teach to the the group of kids that you have and get them to a basic level of reading and writing and let the rest of it go. Yeah, I agree. And math, of course. You know, I mean, math comes later, usually. I mean, you're not teaching them, you know, calculus in first grade. Well, not, usually not. Well, I mean, usually, yeah. <laughs> no, I think you find that in every profession. I know that um, in my profession, it's usually mm-hmm. the bureaucrats making decisions, and they've never set foot in a physical therapist's shoes, and they're making yes. decisions that make no sense for the patient, but... Yes, it is very, very difficult. It's, and it's a difficult thing to do, but that's why you have to listen to the people that work for you, that are actually out there doing the work and interacting with the people and, or the kids in the case of the school teachers. You have to listen to them and hear what they have to say 
and interpret that and figure out the best way to make it work for everybody and not just say, we're making these rules because now we're in charge and we get to make the rules, which is unfortunately what I have seen in my 40 years of experience, you know, living. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is the way that things go. Yeah. I've, I've also experienced that or noticed that. Um, I guess we should mention we are trying a new recording slash way to connect with each other this week to try and shove it to Skype. Eat it, Skype. Yeah. So we'll see how this turns out. Yeah. I'm not going to mention what it is until we, you know, make sure it's going to work. Yes. Um, This may crash and burn right in the middle is what I'm saying. It may. (laughs) It may. Um, But before we get before we get to the quiz, I I just wanted to take Mm -hmm. a few minutes to. You know, extend, I guess, extend a heartfelt thank you to, um, well, as you know, the Hall of Famer and I had to say goodbye to Wrigley last week. Yes. And um, it was something that was planned, which I normally, the only other time I've had to do this, it was an unplanned thing. It was wake up in the morning and, you know, mm-hmm. this dog is not doing well and it was a spontaneous decision. This one was planned in about 12 hours. Um, and it was, I, I was explaining to you off air last week that it yes. was uh he just took a turn for the worse and it and it was like a switch all of a sudden he stopped eating he refused to get up and go outside um he really just kind of lied around the only thing he wanted to do sometimes was play with his ball his tennis ball was the only thing he was still kind of interested in that and t- treats mm-hmm. uh so anyway we we kind of made our decision you know i mean i guess i should say it made our decision much easier to to see that switch because you know, we were kind of on the edge of, well, he's not ready yet, but it's close. And then it was like, yes, he's ready. And we yeah, feel, yeah, we feel good about this decision, even though it sucks. You know. Yes. And the reason I can say that is because I went through the same thing several years ago with our um, Yellow Lab. And he was 13 and it was just a situation of he seemed to be doing okay. You could tell he's getting older, kind of like some of the stuff you'd be telling me. And mm-hmm. then there was one day it was just like, oh, this is not this is something's changed here. We took him to the vet. Vet said, Mm-mm. So "Yeah, that's yep. that's just how it. That's you definitely know." So yeah, I understand. Yeah, and we were hoping that we would know because people would always say you'd know. And like with my last dog, I was you know by myself. Yeah. I definitely knew, but I you know you never know if you're gonna know for sure. But we definitely right. knew. We called the vet, you know, just to talk it over more and scheduled it for the next day. Um, and of course, our regular vet was on vacation, so it was going to be scheduled with a vet we'd never met. Um, which went, went fine. They were very compassionate. Um, but to top it all off, it was also our wedding anniversary that day. Um, but you know what? All that stuff didn't really matter because Wrigley and his quality of life were our number one priority at that point. 100%. So, you know, we knew ahead of time, about 12 hours ahead of time. Um, so, you know, it's just heartbreaking and extremely emotional. So I didn't want to talk about it last week. And I actually didn't think... I actually was going to, I was thinking about taking last week's podcast off because it was going to be so close to the event. Right. Um, but I decided that it'd probably be just a good distraction. And, and it yeah. was. And, and uh, I didn't talk about it last week because I didn't want to blubber on. And well, I, it was so close to it. It was so point. close. I mean, yeah. And I didn't know. You and I talked about it afterwards. And yes, we did. Just, yeah. And I didn't, yeah. um, I didn't want to you know, just mention it to you on the podcast without telling you or anything and (laughs) put you in that position. But, um, you know, so I was glad that I didn't talk about it last week and I didn't even know if I was ever going to talk about it. 
I, I, my, my way of dealing with it or just letting people know was I tweeted about it. I put it on Instagram to, to people, some people, uh, I say some people, but of course, when you tweet it out, it goes, it goes to the Twitterverse. but I tweeted it mostly for, there's people that we follow each other cause we're dog lovers. Same, especially with Instagram. Mm-hmm. I emailed my family. I texted my family cause I didn't really want to talk or call anybody on the phone. We just wanted to let people know who loved Wrigley and um, who care about us and let us grieve on our own and take care of Emmy, the little sister terrier that's left behind um, yes. that has no idea what happened to her brother, if you will. Yeah. Um, she's doing okay. But anyway, the reason that I'm bring, bringing this up now is I just wanted, I was just blown away by the response I got from people. Um, and I just wanted to say, you know, take a moment, moment to acknowledge and thank everybody, uh, whether Twitter or Instagram. And a lot of these people were TK Littles. Some people reached out on email, text. One of our friends sent us flowers. And I was just overwhelmed by the kindness that people showed. Um, And some people that I've never even interacted with on Twitter at all expressing their condolences. So I just want to say thanks. It was a very rough day. Um, I guess the subsequent days have, you know, been tough as well. But hearing from so many people and the warmth and compassion that they showed has isn't meant more than I can really express. You know, we've talked about this cult idea. Right. Yes. <laughs> we've joked about the specific term cult, yes. <laughs> but it's this community. And and I think it was Robin Eva that tweeted something out this week about trying to explain to her mom. Yeah, she was. Yep. Yeah, that that what the TK Little's cult was, and and her mom felt hope for humanity after hearing that. And that's kind of what I felt like. You forget, or I forget. All we see is all the evil and everything that bad that's happening. And then when something like this happens personally and you, people reach out to you, you, you do have, you're reminded, you know what? People are good. Many, many people are good. Yes. So I guess when I tweeted that out, I, was, I got, had such a response that I, I, I then tweeted a, a collective thank you tweet. But then I felt like that wasn't personal enough. So then I went and thanked everyone individually anyway. So now I'm thanking everyone again, which is a bit of overkill, but oh well, I, I wanted to. I was just so touched. So well, I, it's it's entirely possible too that there are people who don't or aren't on Twitter or Facebook that listen to this. So I think it's good to oh do yeah that here mm-hmm. too yeah totally. But anyway, we're just spending our time I now. I call them the lucky ones. Yeah, <laughs> we're just spending our time now loving up the terrier. She's getting lots of love, lots of treats, and and. Uh, She's doing okay. She's definitely confused, wondering where her buddy is. But mm-hmm. so, um, and I think I told you this that we we took Wrigley on the way to the vet. We took him for ice cream. Yes, and you sent me a picture of him eating the yep. ice cream. Yeah. And we've never ever taken Wrigley for ice cream, but we, you know, we're like he's getting ice cream today. So we took him for ice cream, and um, that's kind of the nice thing of knowing in advance. Um, you know, you yes. we. The only thing he really liked to do, we played a little ball in the morning. He, of course, just stayed laying down or lying down playing ball, but, and Emmy was right next to him. So anyway, we had a, and my parents came, they had come to, they were coming anyway for our anniversary. So we had a great weekend of just kind of eating pie and ice cream and pizza and drinking wine. And, and, uh, so they were great distractions. So anyway, I've blabbered on enough, but I just wanted to say thank you to everyone. And yes. I'm happy that I made that through without crying. So I figured I would because I was, I'm all cried out. So I feel yeah. like I'm all cried out, but I'm probably not. 
Well, it it it'll hit you again, you know, throughout oh, yes. the next year. Yes, and the it thing will. is, like next year on the anniversary, you will because it's yes, your it's your wedding anniversary, and this will and this will obviously you'll remember this. Yep. Um, it'll be a thing where you you feel like yeah, we we did the right we we know we did the right thing. Yes. It's it's, it's almost you'll just remember. It's like when you know a close human relative passes mm-hmm. away. It's you remember the good th- times. You you may get sad every now and then, but Hopefully, you mostly remember the good times that you had to spend with them, and certainly, you know, had plenty of good times with Wrigley. So that's absolutely, yeah. He he, he had, and that's the thing. He was fourteen and a half years old. He had a great long life. Yeah, full life. Yeah, for a dog. It doesn't make it any easier, even though you know it's coming. But it's no. still. Um, I think we gave him a good life, and um, he's not suffering anymore. So that's the good thing. So really, yes. it's sad, but it's ultimately a really good thing. So. Um, all right, that's enough of that. Well, let's get to this quiz. We have a quiz. <laughs> Thank you for letting me ramble on about that. Of course. Um, this is our first quiz in quite a while that has not been written by the quiz master, Bob Walsh. Question love? Question love, yes. Mm-hmm. This one was written by Patrick Smith. Um, oh, okay. A.K.A. on Twitter, at Smitty Scoop. Mm-hmm. Um, and Patrick says that he hosts Trivia Night on the last Friday of each month at Wakefield Chapel Pool. Oh, he's a professional. I guess so. And I'm assuming... This is a professional quiz then. Yeah, I'm assuming this is in uh, Annandale, Annandale, Virginia, because mm-hmm. I think that's where Patrick lives. I believe so. Um, I'm going to have to look up the prizes that people win, and I expect yes. us to get all of those prizes since we're the only ones participating, so should, we should get first, second, and third Absolutely. Prizes. Yes, I agree yes. with that 100%. Because mm-hmm. um, so, uh, what we really need is... Gift certificates to a restaurant in Annandale, in Annandale Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> we neither of us live within, you know, 500 miles. Well, then we could do like a tradeo. We, we, I've got a gift certificate for, you know, the Pizza Hut in Annandale, Virginia. Speaking of tradeo. Yes. I found it. You found the one in... I listened to tradeo live yesterday. Oh, you did? Yes. In, in Kenai? Did in I, Kenai, Am I saying Alaska. that right? Kenai? Yes. <laughs> it is awesome. more beautiful and glorious than anything we could have imagined. Well, I wonder how much it's like what what I hear every week at work. It's possible. It was a host who just, he set the people up and just let them go free. And they went oh. well over 60 seconds in some cases. And it was, I got 20 used tires for sale. They fit all kinds of vehicles. And I'd like to give them to you for a decent price. You know, I paid a lot of money for these tires, <laughs> these 20 tires that I got. And I just need to get them out of my facility. Just... <laughs> Stuff like that. This woman called in, I've got two sailboats because my husband passed away and it was our business and I'd like to sell these sailboats, um, not sail them, but, you know, sell them, uh, <laughs> these boats. And she basically eulogized her, you know, uh, deceased husband yeah, yeah, yeah. on the radio. It, so she definitely went over 60 seconds. It was super interesting. Well, see that. I, I'm, I'm not even kidding. It was very, I was like into it. It was like some radio-like drama from like a hundred years ago. Yeah, see, I have a secret love for it at work because some of the it other was, coworkers want to change the channel, and I'm thinking, let's leave it here. Yeah, I'm not being erotic. It is. It was hilarious. It was awesome. Yeah, not, I mean, the, not the hilarious part about the you know lady's husband. That part was you know I was like oh, I felt bad for her, and I was like she had some good things to say, and she was like, and now I'm moving on, and this and that. So it sounded like she had a good, she was doing good, and the host was like, I'm sorry for your loss, and they kind of went back and forth a little bit, and it was actually like therapeutic in a way. Wow. And then 
the, some of the other people that called in, like this one guy was like selling an old radiator. It just the randomness of what the people would come up with. One guy was selling used work boots <laughs> that were like size what 13. What size were they, by the way? Oh, size 13. Okay. And then the host started saying, OK, let's get in. Let's get into the details of these work boots. And the guy was describing what they looked like and the brand and like the <laughs> tread pattern on the bottom. And I'm like, this this doesn't happen in 2018 anymore. Well, that's what I thought. This is like from a bygone era. And it is like, <laughs> it's like smashing into 2018, yes. our stupid online Twitter social media junk. And it is like, I'm like, this is so much cooler. I, yes. I, I am. This is more my speed. I'm into this. That's what I thought. And I thought maybe it was just in my small town, but it, I guess it's in small towns all over the country. So I yes. wonder if Anita from Alaska listens to it. I know I she sent it town, to us. So I'm in. I'm into small. Yeah, towns. so am I. OK, so let's get to this quiz. And Patrick calls <laughs> <Yeah>. it <laughs> 17 minutes later. Yeah. Do we have a quiz? Yes, we have a quiz. So we said that Patrick hosts the trivia night and, and he says that one of his classic question categories Say that three times fast. Classic question categories is what he calls Patrick Butcher's a classic. And, and, okay. And here's what he said about it. Quote, this question type requires that the participants listen to my tone deaf reading of song lyrics and then identify the classic song. End quote. <laughs> this is, uh, this is going to be impossible well, for me. Well, he says it's not necessarily as easy as it sounds. Oh, it, it sounds... So much harder than I. My thing with lyrics is I am very much tuned into the melody and the music. Uh-huh. I half the time I don't even know what the lyrics are in a song. Yeah, so like I know. if it's a pop song that's been on the radio in the last you know twenty thirty years. I mean certainly in like the last not not in the last fifteen years I'm not going to know it at all. But like you know eighties or nineties I may get it if I could hear like the melody or like the music. I could get yes, right. I, some stuff in the 80s or 90s just like with one note of the music. Right, yeah. Just the first beat of the intro, I'd be like, that's what that is. The lyrics, and especially someone reading them in a... Monotone. This is the yeah. lyrics. <laughs> I, I got no shot at this. I'll just go ahead and say up front. Well, I might have a shot, but you know, let's just say this. If it's a song I know, I might have a shot. If it's not a song well, I know, I have no shot. If it's not... <laughs> that's a... <laughs> wait a minute. That's a. If I know to, the answer to this question, that's right. I've got a pretty good shot at answering it. Don't if I don't think? know the answer, uh, I'm probably not. I'm probably gonna get not going to get it. Yeah, it's pr- <laughs> you know, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, obviously. <laughs> <What>? Okay. <laughs> um, so these are audio clips that we're going to play. Yes, and and then and we're going to try to guess the the song and the artist. Or what are we guessing? Um, I guess this it's the song. It's the song. Okay. And right. um, we're just going to give ourselves bonus points if we can get the artist. Sure. Maybe an extra gift certificate to, you know, Pizza Hut and Annandale. Yeah, um, this is bonus points, not extra work. Yes, yes. It's not homework. Yes, absolutely. To differentiate what we talked about, you know, Earlier, yeah. 30 minutes ago. Yeah. Um, so he, we're going to do it one time. He's going to read it once, and that's all we'll have, although one he has given time. us hints. So if we need to use hints, we can. Okay. So we're going to play it, play the audio, mm-hmm. see if we can guess it. If we can't, we're going to look at the hint. Yes. Which you have in a document, correct? I do. That does not have the answers, so we have separate, right, separate answers and hints. It's been separated by a third party. Yes, the third party has separated it, and so yes. let me um, let me pull up. I have the hints, but uh, they're with they're within the email, so I need to find a different way to get the hints. Okay. Um, are we ready? We are ready. 
All right. Uh, number one. Number one. Song number one. Please allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man of wealth and taste. I've been around for a long, long year. Stole many a man's soul to waste. And I was I know around when Jesus Christ had his moment of doubt and pain. Made damn sure that Pilate washed his hands and sealed his fate. Pleased to meet you. Hope you guessed my name. But what's puzzling you is the nature of my game. Okay. You know um, what this is. I right? do. Um, I know the song. I'm trying mm-hmm. to. Is it Led Zeppelin? No. Uh, I've done. <laughs> this is pleased a to meet jingle you. that. Yes. Nature of my game. Yes. This is a song that Rob and I did twice as a jingle for Gretchen Wu. Oh. My, my mind is taking me to a 70s band. Yes. 60s, 70s. Okay. Do I need the... I probably need the hint. No? Yeah. If you don't know what you're going to need the hint, yeah. Do I, but am I going to get the, the, the hint's probably not going to help me. I haven't seen the hint. I could not tell you. Um, the hint. The song was released in 1968 and Rolling Stone magazine placed this song at number 32 on the list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. Okay, that does not help. <laughs> Actually, it does. It should. 19, 1968. Mm-hmm. Is it? And... Is it um okay let's let's go with the band. Yes. Wait. Is that the name of the band? Is it the band? It's not yes and it's not the band. <laughs> okay, I'm like This is somehow it? turned into who's on first. Yes. Um It's not Trevor Rabin. <laughs> it's <laughs> Pleased to meet you. Nature of my game. Um, it's not Bob Dylan's band. Is it Bob Dylan? No. Okay, I was going to say, it doesn't The sound song was released in 1968 in Rolling Stone magazine, placed this at number 32 on the list of 500 greatest songs of all time. That's the hint, right? Yes. But how does that hint help me? <laughs> number 32, should I know that? No. Is it Rolling Stones? Yes, it's the okay, Rolling so Stones. Then he's giving the hint of the Rolling Stones. He's giving it to you. Okay, yeah. now what is the name of the song? Pleased to mm. meet you. Who's he talking about? In the song? Well, whose perspective is, the, is Mick Jagger singing from in this song? I don't know. The devil. Oh, okay. So is it called the devil? No, and he's trying to gain, you know, compassion for the, what the devil is doing. Sympathy for the devil. Yes. There you go. Nailed ding, ding, ding. it. Okay, good. So far, see, you said you're not going to do well. You knew number one right out of the gate. Well, that usually doesn't go well for me. <laughs> okay, number two. Number, wait, let me find it. All right, number two. Song number two. And you may find yourself living in a shotgun shack, and you may find yourself in another part of the world, and you may find yourself behind the I wheel of a large is. automobile. You may find yourself in a beautiful house with a beautiful I wife, kinda... and you may ask yourself, well, how did I get here? Letting the days go by, let the water hold me down. Letting the days go by, water flowing underground. Yeah, I got this. Um, and you may find yourself... Oh, Talking Heads. Yes, it is a Talking Heads. Um, I think this has also been a, a jingle by Robert Berg. Um, I think so. It's not burning down the house. Um, no. It's basically where um, David Byrne is sort of just talking. He's not really singing. Yeah, he's sort of singing. He's doing more singing than Patrick did in that clip. Well, that's, that's for sure. True. Uh, I think we should get bonus points for getting talking heads. I mean, do we have to get the song title? Yes, we should get the song title. 
He says the song title. I, I, oh, well, maybe let's bring up a hint. Maybe that'll help me get the song title. You can only listen to it once, though. Right. Okay. Num- number two. Oh, you're giving me a hint with that. Once. Yes, I am. One. Um, okay, let me read the hint. NPR. The, li- the word, the title is in the, the song. He, he says it. I don't, I'm not sure if he got to it because it's at the end of the chorus. Oh, he might, he might have okay. cut it off before he got to it. I don't remember because I stopped listening when he got to the letting the days go by part. Okay. And the days go by, the, the water holds you again. This is riveting. Um, once in a lifetime. Once in a go. lifetime. Ding, ding, ding. All right. We have a winner. Yes. Two for two, I think. Yeah, we're actually better than I thought. <laughs> number three. Number three. Song number three. Jeremiah was a bullfrog, was a good friend of mine. I never understood. <laughs> I know this one. Said, but I helped him drink his wine, and he always had some mighty fine wine. Singing. Yep. Okay, so this song is not called Jeremiah Was a Bullfrog. I know that. No, joy, it is joy not. Joy to the world. Joy to the world. Yes. And it is Three Dog Night? That is correct. Yeah. Jeannie, we didn't need the hint for that. Get Jeannie McManus does not like that, that band. Oh, no, she does not. And she hates that particular song. Yes. And I don't really care for that song either. Nailed it. That yeah, one we good. actually nailed. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that one you I actually, actually nailed, nailed. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. You nailed number one and two. Okay. Yes. And number three, to be honest. Okay, number four. Number four. You consider me the young apprentice caught between Lucilla and Charybdis, hypnotized by you if I should linger staring at the ring around your finger. I have only come here seeking knowledge, things they would not teach me of in college. I can see the destiny you sold turning into a shining bed of gold. <laughs> okay. I know this and I can't think of what it is. The, the one thing that I think of, is this a rap song? I'm going to say no. <laughs> it, okay, let me, do you want to get a hint here? Because I have no idea. Are you saying it's a rap song because they rhyme knowledge in college? Yes. You know, you know most regular song lyrics rhyme too. Right? <laughs> yes, I know, but it just sounded rappy to me. That's just the way he's saying it fast. Okay, number, the, number four hint. The album spent 17 weeks at number one. Recording the album, however, was a tense affair with increasing disputes among the band. The three members recorded their contributions individually in separate rooms and overdubbed at different times. Oh, that sounds like a jingle. Yeah. Um, the three members. This is not Except three dub night part. again. Oh, no. Um, 17 weeks at number one, but he doesn't say the year. Do you know what, what time frame we're talking about here? God, I really need to be to read this or see it again. Well, we can we can listen to it again. All right, let's see. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to it again. We're gonna break our rules. All right, I'm gonna listen again too. You consider me the I young apprentice between Lucilla and Charybdis, hypnotized by Did you say, I'm going to listen to it, too? Yes. Ring yeah, around okay. your finger. I have only come here seeking knowledge, things they would not teach me of in college. I can see the destiny you sold turning into a shining bed of gold. Yeah, I got no idea on this one. It's the, I can, I've come here seeking knowledge, things they only teach you of in college, that I know what yes, this is, and I'm yes. going to be mad when I can't get this. That's the only line that I recognized. It's a three... Think of band members, three a band of three that didn't get along at the end. Or... Yeah, I don't know. Okay, let's move on to number five. Number five. Song number five. 
Hello, is it me you're looking for? I can see it in your eyes. I can see it in your smile. <laughs> yes, I know you're this all one. I've ever wanted, and my arms are open wide because you know just what to say and you know just what to do. And I want to tell you so much I love you. I long to see the sunlight in your hair and to tell you time and time again how much I care. Sometimes I feel my heart will overflow. You know what this is, right? Well, actually, oh, come on. When he said hello, the very first line I thought I did. And then as he went on, you should have then known for sure you knew what it was. What number is this? Five? Five. Okay, I'm looking up the hint to see if it would help you. Uh, probably not. Uh, the, it'll give you the date, though. Okay. If you want to look up the hint. All right. Number five. The song was released in 1984 and reached number one on three Billboard music charts, the pop chart, the R&B chart, and the adult contemporary chart. The song also went to number one in the UK singles chart for six weeks. Mm-hmm. Okay, 1984, will, you... MJ. No, oh. I can give you a hint that you will absolutely get the answer. Okay, I'm ready. Think of an ugly clay bust. Oh, is that the hint? An ugly yes. clay bust. You know, like a bust that they would, you know, like when they yeah. put you in the uh-huh. Hall of Fame, they make the bust of your shoulders and face. Well, the only thing I can think of is Brandy Chastain's bust that they made a few months ago. <laughs> I think that was a plaque, but yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that yeah, was awful. This this is on the video is on that level of what are you doing? Who 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 thought this was a good idea? Oh, so the it's a video. It doesn't look like the well, well you know, I 1984. Mean, 1984. Okay. Songs lived and died by videos so, in 1984. But what I'm saying is when you say ugly clay bust, I'm supposed to be thinking of a video. Yeah, it's in the video. I don't think that does me any good. The girl who is making the bust of this person that's singing, I think was supposed to be blind, which kind of, I think they kind of shoehorned that in and went, okay, <laughs> we, we have to explain why this thing does not really capture the singer very well. It's, it's the Brandy Chastain level of what are you doing? Oh boy. <laughs> All right. I got to break the rule. I got to listen again. All right. Number five, take two. Yeah. It's easy. Like Sunday morning. <laughs> okay. Song number five. Hello, is it me you're looking for? I can see it in your eyes. I can see it in your smile. You're all I've ever wanted, and my arms are open wide because you know just what to say, and you know just what to do. And I want to tell you so much I love you. I long to see the sunlight in your hair and to tell you time and time again how much I care. Sometimes I feel my heart will overflow. Okay, you gave me a hint with Easy Like Sunday Morning. Oh, yes, I did. (laughs) But I don't remember who sang Easy Like Sunday Morning. Was it the Eagles? Um, no, no. Um, I'm trying to think of another hint I could give you. Um, so 1984, we think of, uh, I always think now of 1984, I think of our quiz that we took where you made me guess the 1984, the albums. So it was Bruce Springsteen, Michael Jackson, and Prince. Mm-hmm. And none of those are correct here. Well, this is not, yeah, this is not the album. This is the song. Was it number one? I think it's Yes. Like- you will, you 100% I will be so mad song. at myself when I don't yes. get this. Do you have any other hints off the top of your head, or should we skip um, it? Or you can just tell me, because you obviously Off know. the top of my head, above my head is the ceiling, and I could possibly be dancing up there if I flipped the room upside down. Okay, yes, easy like Sunday morning. This is... Um, uh, I keep throwing at you all these hints, yeah, and you're yeah, building yeah, a brick yeah. house out of it. It's all I'm saying. Uh-oh, brick house. That's talking heads. No, it's not. That's <laughs> no. burning down the house. Yes. But brick house is not this guy dancing yes, on the ceiling? Is. Yes, it is. 
And he's he's got a daughter that was good friends with Paris Hilton. What's his name? Yes, that is correct. And he did the (laughs) he did the piano for that Directv commercial with Peyton Manning. Yes, it's him. Uh, Come on, (laughs) I can't think of his name. Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie. Yes, that is correct. Okay, now what's the song? (laughs) (laughs) It's dancing on the ceiling. It's dancing on the ceiling. No, it is not dancing. Dancing in the streets. I, I I think I just need to tell you at this point. It's not dancing in the streets. No, that's that's not Lionel <laughs> Richie. That is not Lionel Richie. Oh come on. Okay. Um, dancing in the streets is. I'm pretty sure um, Mick Jagger and David Bowie did that one. Oh yeah, right. It's it's not Brick House. No, Brick House was done by the Commodores, and which was Lionel Richie singing. Oh okay, yeah, I would have never gotten. And that. so was. Um, uh, Easy like Sunday morning, Commodores, Lionel Richie. Okay. Um, Hello. Is that a hint? I'm telling you the answer. The name of the song is Hello. <laughs> oh, no, I wouldn't have gotten that. You haven't heard this song? I I probably have, yes, but. I can see it in your eyes. The only song I, that. What's the. Dancing what? on the Ceiling is the main Lionel Richie song that comes to mind when I think of him. Oh, my gosh. He would be. Mortified? Crushed. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he would be. Come uh, on, really? I'll have to listen. You know, I have. Does you he say hello and then there's a pause? Yes. Hello. Is it me you're looking for? Yes, I know that song. Yes, you know this song. Yes, I do. <laughs> All right. I think we need to move on to six right now. Which one are we on Number now? six. Okay. Number six. Song number six. Long ago and oh so far away, I fell in love with you before the second show. Your guitar, it sounds so sweet and clear, but you're not really here. It's just the radio. Don't you remember you told me you loved me, baby? You said you'd be coming back this way again, baby. Baby, 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 baby. Oh, baby, I love you. I really do love you. I know this, but I can't think of the name of it. I mean, I know 100% how this song goes. What to say to make you come again, come back to me again, and play your sad guitar. Okay. Yes, I I knew it for sure when Don't You Remember You... Yes. Don't you remember I told you I love you? Yes, that's 100% what it is, but. Baby, baby, baby. Yeah, because it goes baby, 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 oh, baby. I do not know the name of this song. Okay. It's, um, it's, um, let's read the hint because I, it's like from the 70s, maybe? Yes, that's what I would say. All right, let's go to the hint. The hint. Because that may. This is a 1969 song written by Bonnie Bramlett and Leon Russell with a songwriting credit also given to Delaney Bramlett that has Mm -hmm. been a hit for many artists in different genres and interpretations in the years since. The best-known version is by The Carpenters in 1971. Well, I'm going to say it's The Carpenters. Yeah, but we have to get this song. I have no idea. Isn't Isn't it something like Super Love or Super something? Works for me. Okay, all right. I could not tell you uh, if you t- if you said the right name of this song. I have, I've never known what the name of this song is because the only part I ever hear is the chorus. That don't you remember? You told me you love me, baby. That baby, 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 oh baby, and I went seriously. Yeah. You want to be lazier? Yeah, yeah. You can't lyricist. You can't come up with a better it, line than it, that. Come on. It was a big hit. Uh, so maybe it's called baby. People didn't know any better. Maybe it's called baby. It might be called baby. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's called baby 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 oh baby oh baby yeah okay. it's not <laughs> it's it's whatever the name is you might be right it's probably super something super super can't write lyrics 
parenthesis, love. Baby, 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 oh, baby. Okay. Yeah. All right. In All parenthesis. Right. Number seven. Number seven. Song number seven. I feel so unsure as I take your hand and lead you to the dance floor. As the music dies, something in your eyes calls to mind a silver screen and all its sad goodbyes. I'm never going to dance again. Guilty feet have got no rhythm. Though it's easy to pretend I know you're not Mm -hmm, a fool. I should have known better mm -hmm. than to cheat a friend and waste the chance that I've been given. So I'm never going to dance again the way I dance with you. It is is, um, George Michael's former band. Yeah, it's Wham. Yes. Now, the name of the song... Is not I'm never going to dance again. Careless no, whisper. Careless that whisper. That is correct. Yes, this is. Have I told you? I'm pretty sure I've told you this. I don't know if I've told you this on the podcast. Have I told you the story on the podcast about the guy who opened for us at one show we played at? I that f- I feel set like up I've heard five this. keyboards. No, you should tell it. I can't remember okay. for sure. He set up five keyboards. It took him 45 minutes to set up his keyboards. He had on a back brace. He came in. <laughs> and this is just you know just random act we didn't we don't know this guy at all he just they kind of like booked us and then two three other people uh-huh so this guy sets up five keyboards for just him to play and he's like doing like and he's actually a pretty good you know player but the first thing he did and the only thing i heard because we left and you know we were like i'm not sitting here so we went outside he played a 10-minute instrumental cover of Careless Whisper. <laughs> and he would be like playing like, and he was like, he had loop pedals and stuff. So it was kind of interesting what he was doing, but his choice of material was wow. not good. 10-minute instrumental Careless Whisper cover. Instrumental. Okay, first yeah. of all, 10-minute is crazy. Second of all, there's no lyrics? Like he's not singing? It's just an instrumental. No. I don't know if he sang the entire time. Did, he was probably in his uh, mid-50s. Did anybody get this on tape? Um, I took a picture of it okay. where you can see like all five of his keyboards and all the gear. He had, he had more gear. He had twice as much gear for just himself as a solo act as we did for a, a trio with a drum set. <laughs> wow. He had way more gear. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And um, so, well, but I think that would be pretty cool. <laughs> It was cool for about 30 seconds. Yeah, 10 minutes was a bit long. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) No, I don't think you did tell me that. Or if you did, it's been so long that I've now forgotten. It was was pretty ridiculous. I'm sure. It sounds like it. Yeah. Uh, Okay, what are we on? Number seven? Number eight. Number eight. Do you want to read the hint for that one at all? Uh, Yeah, I'll read it. Number seven. This song was a huge international hit on both sides of the Atlantic and the Pacific, reaching number one in almost 25 countries. I have to tell you, I loved that song in back in the day. It is which my crazy the, aunt hates the phrase "back in the day." So sorry, aunt, <laughs> but I love that song. Now I don't, I, but I did. I'm not a. I was never a fan of that. Okay, song. well that's probably good. And I, I was into like late '80s, early '90s George Michael. I could not. I didn't like "Wake Me Up Before You Go Go," and I didn't like "Careless Whisper," so I wasn't a Wham fan. Yeah. Uh, that, what's it? Um, I liked "Wake Me Up." I did a jingle of "Wake Me Up." I can't remember if, oh yeah, that's, is that... Um, I show up for Bruce and Bagels. I can't remember if it's Wham or George Michael who did All That She Wants, but I like that one. That <sighs> might be a Wham song. I don't remember. Wait, yeah, that's a, that's, wait, this one? All That She Wants no, is Another Baby. That's Ace oh, of Base. Oh, okay, all right. Just making sure. No, not that one. And I don't like that song either. I, I'm, I could have guessed that. <laughs> you know, Abilite <laughs> yeah. is what they should have named their band. You know, that would have been a really cool name. 
<laughs> just put Poor it out man. there. Just put it out there right now. Abba Poor light. Abba. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I guess much like this used to be my playground, I did like that too back in the day. Yeah, it's it's a catchy song. It's an annoying song. Yeah, you just don't like the reason the it's melody. catchy. I don't like the song. Yeah, I know, I know. And what what is that song about? Well, it's you know that about I, her wanting another baby. Which one? This used to be my playground, or all, no. all that you want is okay. I'm like, no, wait a minute. This used to be my playground is definitely not about her wanting another baby. I didn't no. think so. I'm like, it's about baseball, but you said all that she wants is another baby. Yeah, I know. I don't is know it what talking that song about. Like is about. another, another, like you know, like baby, 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 yes, oh baby, yeah, that kind of. Baby. Or is it talking about like all that she wants is another child born of her loins? I think, I think the uh, the former. Okay. Yeah. See, I always listen to it as all she said that she wants is another baby. She's just trying to trap you, man. <laughs> you got to get away from her, dog. She's <laughs> trying to hook you. Maybe, but I don't think yeah. so. Okay, I'm probably wrong. <laughs> okay, number eight. Uh, number eight. Song number eight. I was cutting the rug down at a place called The Jug with a girl named Linda Lou when we in walked the man with a gun in his hand and he was looking for you know who. He said, hey there fellow with the hair colored yellow, what are you trying to prove? Because that's my woman is. there and I'm a man who cares and this might be all for you. I said, excuse me. I was scared and fearing for my life. I was shaking like a leaf on a tree because he was lean, mean, big and bad lord pointing that gun at me. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, mister. I didn't even kiss her. Don't want no trouble. I'm going to be and I know you don't very know proud me, of you if you get this let one. Let me ask one favor from you. He leaves oh, out the boy. next part, which is the chorus, which is the part that would give it away. Hmm. I don't think I know this one at all. Hey there, fella, with the hair colored yellow. I don't, know, I don't know the rest of the words, but that's the melody. Okay. If that gives you any help. Does, that sounds like a 60s song. Mm, I would say 70s. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to go right to the hint, and the hint the probably hint, won't help The hint help should. Me. I just read the hint. It's going to give it away. It is? Maybe yeah. not to me. It's just me yeah. we're talking about. Okay, eight. The song is based on a real-life experience Ronnie Van Zant had at a biker bar in Jacksonville known as The Pastime. Mm-hmm. Okay, Van Zant. Yes, that is the key. Well, and also Jacksonville is also important to locate the, for location. Yes. But should I know who Ronnie Van Zant is? The only thing I can think of is Steve You should absolutely know who Zandt. Ronnie Van Zant is. I only know Steve Van Zant from the... Bruce Springsteen. Okay. Who's Ronnie Van Zandt? Oh my gosh. You're never going to get this. No, I'm not. The pastime sounds familiar. <laughs> that's the it's least the hinty part it's of the, the hint. <laughs> that's, the, that's the least hint of it, of the entire hint. Uh, I, I don't so know. Okay. They're from the, they're, this band is from the South. Okay. This band should have ended and stopped making music, in my opinion, when a plane crash killed two of the most important, oh, I think two, maybe three Stevie of the most Ray important Vaughan? members. No, Stevie Ray Vaughan, was he in a plane crash or did he OD? Stevie Ray Vaughan died in a helicopter accident in oh. August of 1989, because this was back before the internet, mm-hmm. you know, the web as we know it. Mm-hmm. And I heard it on MTV News and oh, yeah. I cried that day. Yeah. As a, you know. One what, of the best guitarists 16, of all time, 15-year-old right? kid. Yeah. Okay, well, it, I'm wrong then. It was a helicopter crash, not a plane crash. Yeah. He died roughly around the same, like, age. He died the same age, roughly the same um, part of the year as Hendrix 
Oh, it's had- roughly August for both of them, I believe. But that has nothing to do it's, with it. It was this, eerie, right? Just the fact that they both died twenty years yes. apart, same month. Yes, and you brought up his name. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, this is not. This is neither one of them. These these guys are known to play guitar a lot in their band. This okay, and they're from the south, so we're not talking about um, Leonard Skinner. Yes, that's who we're talking about. <laughs> Nailed it, Leonard Skinner. Okay. Okay. What's this song? <sighs> Just start naming Leonard Skinner songs. The only you'll, you'll get Leonard. It. Okay, I know two Leonard Skinner songs. One is "Sweet Home Alabama," and the other one is the song. No, I don't think that's Leonard Skinner. The one that's always requested at all concerts, Freebird. Who sings that? That is Leonard Skinner. Is that the song here? No, that's, that's Leonard Skinner, though. But that is not the song. Okay. Um, this one, the guy's trying to get out the door of the bar, and he just wants him to give him, like, a few steps to get towards the door. You're giving me a hint for the song title. I'm giving you a huge hint, yes. He wants him to give him a, go ahead of me. Get behind me. <laughs> I, I don't know. He wants him to give him a few steps. So a few steps. You, you just don't know this song. No, I don't know it. It's three steps. Give me three steps. Oh, I know that song. Give me three steps. Give me three steps. Something like that. <laughs> That's the, yes, that is this song. Yes. All right. See, I know my stuff. <laughs> You were 100% right on your prediction of if you know the answer, yeah. then you know the answer. I know, right? Yeah. If yeah. I know the answer, I know the if somebody, answer. If, if I don't know the, you the answer, answer, you know the answer. I don't know the answer. Okay. That's the way to do it. Number nine. Number nine. Song number nine. Step right up and don't be shy because you will not believe your eyes. She's right here behind the glass. You know you're going to like her. She's got class. You can look inside another world. This. You can talk to a pretty girl. She's everything to dream of, but don't fall in love. Don't fall in love. This is from the 80s. Oh, that sounds like White Snake. No. One in a million. Yes. I got I that from your, I don't think your, I don't think that's the name of the song though. I got that from your line. Yeah. One in a million girls. The one next in a line million is the girls. title. The next <laughs> yeah. line after that? One in yeah. a million girls. Uh no. Oh. That's not the right line. Um Okay, this is an 80s hair band. Is that what we're... Uh-uh. This is a mid-80s, like, just rock. I wouldn't call them a hair band. This is more like early 80s rock. Okay, let's, let's read the hint. Oh, it's okay. about a video. In the video, a carnival barker who extols the virtues of a sideshow yep, attraction... I remember this video. Oh, I kind of do. He takes money yep. from a young boy who then rides a carnival car through hallucinogenic scenes of a mermaid female trapeze artist, prehistoric women dressed in furs, and others. The recurring theme is that he is attracted but is unable to reach them. At the mm-hmm. end of the video, we see the boy exiting the ride, aged to an old man, the message apparently being the financial and emotional cost of falling in love with but being unable to obtain his heart's desire. Well, I'll tell you the, um, the message that I got out of this video at, t- at 10 or 11, 12 years old. Yeah. Look at these hot girls. <laughs> Okay. So that's the message that young Jason took from this. Okay, so it's so it's not White Snake, it's not Winger, it's not an eighties hair band. It's not a it's no, you're you're I'm in the wrong area. You're in the wrong part of the eighties. Move early eighties. You're never gonna get the band. Just try to guess the song. Well, I don't know if they even had another hit. I can't think of it. Okay, well I'm sure they did, but I can't think of it. The only thing I got is one in a million. That's not the song. No. That's not Not the name name of the song. It's another line from the chorus. 
that is the title of the song. Okay, one in a million. It's talking about the girls or the singular girl in the I don't, parlance of the title. The only thing I can think of is one in a million, one in a million girls. It's that line. Is the actual title of the song. Ugh, I don't know it. I thought it was one in a million girls twice. It's not what he says. No. He does it in one part, but not in, not in the main part of the chorus. It's like when they, I think they're tagging it. He tags oh, it at the end okay. of the chorus. But the very first line in the chorus is, is don't fall in love. Title of the song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Just one in a million girls. One in a million girls. Yeah, that's what I know Why right there. Why would I lie? Why, Why would I lie? That's the wrong key. I don't know. I that. want to scream into the mic to hit that note. I don't know this one. It's She's a Beauty. Oh, yeah. Never would have gotten that. Who's She's the band? She's a Beauty. Oh, wait up. Sing it again. She's a Beauty. Is it a band or one person? It's a band. It's a the band, sort of like the strokes. Uh-huh. The. Think of another name for the TV. Uh, for the TV? Like what people call TVs. Boob tube? Like, shorten that. Don't say the boobs. The tube. Tubes. The tubes. The tubes. That's yes, a band. Never heard of them. But I do know the song. Are you song. kidding me? I don't think so. The tubes. Uh-uh. I don't know. But I did know that song, so I should have some props. Do you want to know something else I know about this song? What? This song, like a lot of stuff in the early 80s, including a lot of stuff on Michael Jackson's mm-hmm. album, Thriller album, yep. co-written by the dudes from Toto. Toto, yeah, those guys and, were good. And, and David Foster. David Foster. Should I know mm-hmm. who David Foster is? Oh my gosh. That's a yes. Yes, you should know who David Foster is. Um, okay, who is he? Is he in a band? He's a record producer, like songwriter. He's written, oh. like, he plays piano. He's, like, one of the most famous, like, music producers. I don't, um, don't know the He's name. getting married to, um, what's her face? Um, American Idol girl. Came in, like, second, like, in one of the third or fourth, fifth season. Um, she was on that show. Um, oh, Smash, yeah, with the blonde headed, uh, not the blonde headed girl, but the dark headed yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah. She's actually a decent singer. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, she's in like a TV show. Thirty now. years younger, she is. Yeah. She, oh yeah. She's like Scorpion. on Chicago Fire or something like that. She's on. She's on that Scorpion, Scorpion show, which I never yeah. watched. Katie, Catherine, um, Catherine, something. Catherine McPhee. Yes. Okay, so he's marrying her. Yeah, he's like thirty years older. I was going to say there's got to be married. an age difference. There. Oh gosh, yeah. Uh, I guess I've probably if I saw a picture of him, I have learned over time that I'm much better with faces than I am with names. Okay, you want to you want to list some people he's produced? Yeah. Madonna. Okay. Mary J. Blige, Michael Jackson, Barbara Streisand, Whitney Houston, Jennifer Lopez. He's a big um, he's a big wig, basically. Oh, Celine Dion. Um, Tony Braxton, Are you, Christina Aguilera. You must be reading this. Yeah, I looked up his Wikipedia. Uh, okay. The, once I realized we knew the answer. I think of yeah, David Geffen. I know David Geffen. Um, I think of the dude that's been on American Idol. Um, I'm pretty sure David Foster's been on American Idol at one point. Okay, maybe. Uh, but this, Not as a judge, but as like a guest like 
Yeah. Helper or something. Well, that's that's the guy I I'm thinking of, but last, I don't think I didn't watch like the last six or seven years of that, so I don't know. No, me either. But I, I can't. He's, he's I can see his face, but it's not super Foster. Famous. It's not David Foster, his name. Yeah. Something else. Okay. He's incredibly, he's like, you're thinking of probably Jimmy, Jimmy Iovine. No. No, he's okay. a really old you know, guy. You know who that guy is, right? Yeah, Dave Foster's probably 60s, 70s maybe. I think this guy's older. I'm Now it's going to drive me nuts, but I don't think it's David Foster. Okay. Okay. David Foster doesn't look as old as you, like. What I just said? As he is, no. He doesn't look like ancient. Okay. I will have to find out who it is. Yeah, but like a lot of that stuff in the 80s, I, the reason I know this is because I watched that um, Hired Gun or some other. Yeah, yeah. I was watching some document. I went through a, a run of documentaries on Netflix of people who played on records at like and like hired, mu- hired musicians. Like Toto, one of the most like chart topping bands in the early 80s, not for their own songs, but on songs that they played on for other people. Yeah, and didn't They're get a credit. studio band. Uh, uh, sometimes they didn't get credit. The guy from Toto was on Thriller, and he wasn't Steve listed. Yeah. yeah, Steve Lukather played most of the guitars on um, Thriller, except for like you know they brought in Van Halen to play that solo and beat it. But like he helped write him and the other guys in Toto helped write a lot of that stuff too. Like yeah. they came up with a lot of those parts, like a lot of those riffs and stuff. And one of the hardest parts, too, is that if he was listed, he would have been getting royalties. And he, because he's not listed, he doesn't get any royalties. Well, that was part of the documentary. What the documentary was saying is a lot of times you hire somebody to come in, they take, you know, a chord progression you have or a, a, a lyric or a melody, and they put like something behind it and throw like this guitar riff on it. And it sounds really cool. And they're like, yeah. And that's, to me, that's what makes a lot of songs. Mm hmm. Yeah, and and yeah. I, I know I'm different because coming from a music, especially a guitar and bass background, I listen to that part before I listen. I'm like, if that's not cool or if that's bad, I'm I'm out on the most of the song. Yeah. Some people, they just well, need yeah. to hear the lyrics or the lyrics and the melody mm-hmm. combination. Mm-hmm. You want uh, a if, guitar. You want some good guitar riffs. Well, it's got to be good. It, it doesn't have to be. And certainly guitar. There's some songs that aren't guitar driven that are totally fine. But if it's going to be guitar, a guitar driven song, you better have a good riff and a good feel for it and a good groove to it and, and it better add a good guitar tone to it or I'm out. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense to me that that would be important to you as a guitar player, yeah. a good guitar that, player. But back to what we were talking about, that, um, that tube song is good. That's actually a good song. Well, I like it, but I apparently didn't remember the she's a beauty. Yeah. I can't, I could not tell you any of their other songs. I didn't even know they existed, so you know I can't. (laughs) Okay, the final question, number 10. Number X. Song number 10. I guess I should have known by the way you parked your car sideways that it wouldn't last. See, you're the kind of person that believes in making out once. Know it. I guess I must be dumb because you had a pocket full of horses, Trojans, and some of them used, but it was Saturday night. I guess that makes it all right. (laughs) I don't know this one. Yeah, you do. You don't know this? You're playing with me. I don't know this. <laughs> uh-huh, there's the giggle. <laughs> I know this, of course. Okay. What year did it come out? I'm going to guess... I don't really know. Sometime in the 80s. 85? 86? So it wasn't... Was this before or after... 
Purple Rain. I think it was after. Yeah, I think so. So I'm going to say 86, 87, 86. Maybe? This is Little Red Corvette. Yes, by Prince. Yeah. Uh, it's, and he was super prolific. Like, So, he, I mean, he could have certainly put out an, an album, you know, every six months. Yeah. And I didn't realize it because, I, you know, you don't think about that stuff when you're a teenager. You just want the more music. Right. I'm going to say 86. Okay. And I'm actually going to look this up. Well, well, I'm gonna that's the last up, question. Right? Yeah, I'm going to pull up the answers. All and right. maybe they'll, they, the years will be in the answers. I don't know. Okay. No, they're not. There's no years in the answers. 1982. It came before Purple Rain. I guess it did. Huh. I love that song. I know that that's not, most people wouldn't say that's their favorite Prince song. And I, I wouldn't say it's my favorite Prince song, but I still love no, it. No, I wouldn't either. Okay, here are the answers. Wow, wow, wait a minute. What? I, this is something that I had forgotten. 1999 came out before Purple Rain. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. I wouldn't have guessed that either. See, Purple Rain was the first I'd ever heard of Prince. Because, um, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I mean and, and then I went back and like. Sure, went through his whole but, I mean, catalog. I was, I was 11, you know, in 1984 or 83, 84, was it? When Purple Rain came out. So I thought it was 84 that, when Purple Rain came out. Pretty sure. That's when it was on the charts. Let me see. Yeah, 1984. So when that came out, that's when I was like, oh, and then I went, that's what it did. I went back went and back, listened yeah. to like the 1999 stuff and started watching MTV. See, before, like, before, literally before like Purple Rain and the other album that I think it came out that year was Pyromania, uh, Def Leppard. Oh, and wh- what songs were on there? Um, Pyromania. Okay. And um, Rock of Ages, Foolin', Too Late for Love, Photograph. Okay, I know some of those, but I'm, I think I know Def Leppard's Armageddon oh, you know, better. You know Rock of Ages, Foolin', and Photograph yeah. 100%. Yeah, isn't Foolin', Foolin', something like that? Yeah, okay. and Rock of Ages is, you know, rise up, gather round, rock this place to the ground, burn it up with fire and smoke. You know that one, right? Yes. You that's, know, the, that's the... That's the intro. I mean, that's like the first lines in that song. Def Leppard was just played at Target Field last week, and apparently they rocked it. They're still touring? I guess so. Yeah, they just played at Target Field, which is not a great venue. No, not, uh, not for music. No. But it's a baseball stadium. It's a baseball stadium, but they, there's a couple concerts that come in every summer. Zach Brown Band is next. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. Okay, let's get so, to these answers. So like, oh, go well, ahead. So, Pyromania came out in 1983, but the first two albums I really sat and listened to and were like, I'm going to listen to this music. This is, I was, you know, 10, 11 years old, were Def Leppard, Pyromania, and then Purple Rain by Prince, because my cousin who lived next door to me had them. And so that's what I listened to. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, this is cool, Pyromania. And then I heard Purple Rain. I was like, oh, I want to be, be a guitar player. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, late, and then I went backwards and went into the seventies and listened to all that stuff. So, so that's, Prince was your Prince was your the first time you thought, oh, I want to play like him, I want to play guitar, um, or was it? No, I thought it was Stevie Ray Vaughan. No, it was it was more Prince. It was more like I want to be a rock star. Oh, okay. Because I saw Purple Rain and was like, you know, half of that movie is him playing on stage, uh huh, at the clubs, and it's. It's one of these things where it's not necessarily I want to play guitar like that. It's I want to, I want to be a rock star. And obviously, you know, in the mid '80s, certainly in the late '80s when hair metal came around, rock star meant you're the singer or the guitar player. 
Yes. Yeah. So that's why I kind of navigate, or you know, kind of gravitate towards guitar yeah. from the bass. Yeah. So that has certainly changed, hasn't it? A lot of people are making the claim that rock music is really dead. Yes, rock as I know it is, mm-hmm. or I knew it growing up is. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay, let's get to these answers. So number yes, one was Rolling Stones' "Sympathy for the Devil." Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Number two, Talking Heads' "Once in a Lifetime." Yes. So two for two. Number three, Three Dog Night, Joy to the World. Three for three. Mm-hmm. Ooh, number four. Oh, I, I should have known this. Because I didn't even have a guess. Wrapped Around Your Finger by the Police. Yes. Mm. See, Patrick should have done the... I knew the, I knew the, the knowledge in college. I knew... I knew, knew something, yeah. Yeah. He, Patrick should have went with the chorus. Then I would have gotten it. <laughs> well. Then it would have been something I would have known. Yes. Um, okay, number five. So we're three for four. Number five, mm-hmm. Lionel Richie, hello. Mm-hmm. Um, hello. Oh, I was right. Kind of. Number six is The Carpenter's Superstar. Not super oh. love, but I knew it had super in it. I should at least get partial credit. Yeah, we get credit for that. Yeah, okay. Number seven. And, oh, and go ahead. is it is the is subtitle of that baby, baby, no. baby, baby, oh, baby? It, well, Patrick could be wrong. It, it just says superstar, though. I doubt he's wrong. Yeah. Number seven, wham, careless whisper. Got it. Number eight, Leonard Skinnerd. Give me, gimme, give, not give, give me, me. Yeah, give not me, give me, give me. They're from Alabama. Yeah, give me three steps. Give me three steps, Mister. Number nine, the tubes. She's a beauty. Mm-hmm. Yes. And number ten, Prince, Little Red Corvette. So yes. we did very well on this quiz. Yeah, we really only missed one. We really only missed one. Yes. The Carpenters won the Superstar. I, I literally until you just said that had no clue what the name of that song was. I can't believe that I had it right. Because when I was saying it, something to do with super, I'm like, I know it's like this song and many people have done it, but it's probably a different song. You're an idiot. But I just said it anyway. And I got it right this time. <laughs> yeah, kind of. That's good. Kind of. Yeah, well, I, we, I think we would have gotten Carpenters. I'm pretty sure I would have gotten Carpenters. I would not have. But, but I mean, he gave us the answer in the hand. So. When I think of that song, Baby, 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 Oh, Baby. I try not to think of that song. I don't think I of the Carpenters. Song. I think of like R&B, like soul music. I don't think of the Carpenters. And I don't know. No, I think of lame white people songs <laughs> from the late 60s, early 70s that were, on, that were the counter-programming to things like Cream and Hendrix and Led Zeppelin okay. and good music. Well, I guess I... The, easy listening 70s, yeah. Well, easy listening, yes. But well, I guess I remember... There must have been a version of this done by an R&B, and that's the one that an R&B artist, and that one sticks with me, because that's what I think of. Hmm. Not the Carpenters. Well, you know what we have? We have Google. We do. We have the internet. We have all information, most information ever recorded at our fingertips. So let's look up. What's the name? Superstar? Is that the name Superstar, of it? Superstar, yes. Not Super Love. Okay. Carpenters. Here, I found it. Let's see. Original version, Delaney and Bonnie. Carpenter's version, Luther Vandross did a version in the 1980s. That's, that's the one I'm thinking, thinking of. of. Yep, that's the one I'm thinking of. And he, he made it his own, if I remember right. Yes, he recorded Superstar in 1983 in a slower, more soulful fashion. Yeah, that's what I remember. As part of a medley with Stevie Wonder's Until You Come Back to Me, oh. parenthesis, That's What I'm Gonna Do. Okay. <laughs> Which I don't know that song. I don't either. He released a single the following year, became an R&B hit. 
So that's probably the one you've heard. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, good. Oh, oh. the other dude that did it, Ruben Stuttered. Speaking okay, of American, American Idol. Idol. Oh, he was the winner, wasn't he? And the and the runner up was Clay Aiken. Yes. That was the f- second. I think that second was or the third, second. I think so. Because yeah. the first was Kelly Clarkson. Yes. And so the main stars that have lasted, that have come out of American Idol, are Clarkson mm-hmm. and Underwood. Am I missing anyone? Oh, Jennifer Hudson. But she wasn't Jennifer a winner. Hudson. No, she didn't win. But she was so a winner later. As, I think. I think Clarkson and Underwood both won. Yes, they did. And then, you know, Jennifer Hudson, obviously, in, in like, what she did, I think she's a better singer than both of them. Oh, definitely. I think, I think Clarkson is a, I, I mean, I really like her voice. Clark, yes. I, I feel like she. All three of them are excellent. Made some poor choices in terms of songs. But there's some of, the, some of her stuff is, she could have been like a rock singer. Yeah, she could. And it would have been awesome. Because mm-hmm. whenever I've like seen live clips of her doing like cover songs of like rock stuff, mm-hmm. like soulful rock stuff, she's she's amazing. And then she does these songs. I'm on the radio, and I'm like, they're trying to turn you into Britney Spears, Spears Part Two, or you know, Christina Aguilera Jr. And it just doesn't work. Christina it's not, Aguilera Jr. It's not her voice is not that kind of voice to me. It, she could definitely be a rock. She's like she could have like a heart career. Yes. Yeah. She should have. She should have like formed a band. I mean, and, and just name it whatever, or just have her and just have her go around tour and just play like stuff like that. It's, it's the, it, a lot of pop careers and song, uh, you know, rock careers are built on and determined the success or failure of by the people who are writing the songs and producing and directing stuff behind the scenes that you don't even know about. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I mean, yeah. look, she's been super successful. She can do whatever she wants, but Yeah. She's, but she, they, all three of them are good. Carrie oh, Underwood. Yeah. Um, Definitely country was her lane. She seems to be doing great. Yeah. But you know what? I think, I wonder if Clarkson ever sang a heart song during American Idol, because I know Underwood did. I'm pretty sure I remember Underwood did. I'm pretty sure. Um, I See, I didn't watch the first season, so I don't, I missed a lot of that. I watched this part of the second, and then I watched like three, four, and five, I think, was the ones I really watched. Um, I would basically watch the intro in the like the beginning uh-huh. when they would have terrible people on, and then I would be like, okay, I'm out after that. Yeah, yeah. That I only watched. I, I probably watched about what you did. I was out maybe after season four or five. Yeah, I was never a big fan of Carrie Underwood's voice for some reason. It's just, I mean, it's she's good. I mean, objectively, she's a great singer. It's just not. Just not for you. Not 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 my favorite. All all three of them are very good. I mean, I yeah, I could I would listen put, to all of them. Yeah, I would put uh, Clarkson and Jennifer Hudson way above her in terms of what I prefer. Jennifer Hudson can sing anything. Agreed. Yep. But her voice is very well suited to like doing Broadway and stuff like that. Oh, that yeah. Kind of, yep. And like big, huge songs that, you know, you can have a good voice and not be able to sing those songs. Mm-hmm. You can sing them and they sound okay, but you have to, to really nail it. You have to, you just have to have the voice for that. And just like there's different, different types of voices or different types of songs. I think that's the reason I was saying I think Kelly Clarkson would have done well going even more in a rock direction. But apparently, you know, rock is dead. So yes, maybe, rock is dead. Maybe commercially she would not have done as well. Maybe not. Yeah, that's a good point. I would have been more likely to, you know, listen to pay her? For her music. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was a good quiz. Thank you, Patrick. Absolutely. And I think we can be proud of ourselves. Yeah, actually, we did way better than I expected. Yes. Well... 
I did better than I expected. Yeah, I did too. All right. Cool. (laughs) Speaking of Tangents is brought to you by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Created by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Quiz provided by Patrick Smith, also known as at Smitty Scoop on Twitter. And we want to say thanks again to Patrick. And, and I know we said we weren't doing any feedback this week, but uh, I guess I lied uh, because Jenny Robbins did send us a clarification tweet at Robbins underscore Jenny saying that the tractors are indeed Alice Chalmers, not Chambers, and she blamed it on her autocorrect. And Jenny also mentioned that I would love Farmall tractors. And what did we run into this past weekend when we went out for Italian and wine at a local vineyard, you ask? A Farmall tractor. And that's what I would call QE. And speaking of tractors and QE, my friend texted me just the other day to say that as she was listening to last week's podcast while driving, while we were talking about Alice Chalmers tractors, she actually passed a bunch of Alice Chalmers tractors in a field. Now that's QE to me. Or coincidence. I wonder what Jason would say. And speaking of Jason, graphics by Jason Fuse. Whenever Tony Kornheiser takes a day off from the podcast, I love to listen to the multi-talented KJ Onstead on Speaking of Tangents. KJ and that that other guy. Bye-bye.